We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here we go from Indy, from all Indy estimate trucking. If big, if coach golden was to take a head coaching job somewhere else next season, who would be your ideal coach to go after to replace him? And what are your thoughts on promoting coach Mickens? Yeah, we got asked this earlier in the week, so I won't rehash yeah, it too much, but I, I don't, I, I would be very intrigued by the idea of hiring Mike Mickens. I just have to, I just have to learn more about what he would do as a coordinator sure. and, you know, what his beliefs, like, I know that from a corner, he's one of the best cornerback coaches in college football. I mean, he just is. And he's a, he's a really good recruiter. He's a better coach than he is a recruiter as well. And his coaching leads to him, his recruiting success. Cause guys are like, I want to play for that dude. He's very genuine. I think that's another reason kids yeah. like him, but I don't know enough about his philosophy on how to implement a four set, you know, your, your four down front or what your you know, your run schemes are, what your run fits philosophy is, what your blitz scheme. I don't know any of that stuff. And I, and I would have to learn that more before I could say that, but I would say this, if I'm Marcus Freeman, he's absolutely going to sit down with me and, and, and give him, give him a chance to sort of be that pitch. I still feel like a, an ideal scenario for coach Mickens would be to have a genuine co-coordinator situation, not where he gets it in name only, but where you bring in somebody to coach the linebackers, they're co-coordinators. They genuinely work together to put a defense together. Because I believe co-coordinators can work more, even better on defense than offense. Vince, I'm, I, I wouldn't have told you that ten years ago, but I've just seen it work too well at too many places. As long as there's clearly defined responsibilities and who we all know who's in charge, that's something where I would feel really good about that. And then if that co-coordinator, you know. You know, if, if Mick shows his ability to thrive in that, then then he's he's you know moves up to co- permanent coordinator. If that guy moves on for some reason, so that's what I would that's what I would be interested in. But honestly, I just don't know enough about Coach Mickens' philosophy on things that don't have to do with cornerbacks to be able to give you an honest answer for that. But I'd be very intrigued by it because I'm like, look, if you know football, you know football, right? I mean, that's that's my that's my default position. And if he's that smart with corners, I doubt he doesn't understand what's happening around the other, right. the other nine positions, but I don't know what his philosophy would be. So I can't really say, 
but I would be very intrigued by it because I want to keep Mike Mickens here as long as possible. That's the key right there yeah. is I want to keep Mike Mickens on staff as long as possible. And if I, again, you, you have to do your due diligence. You got to interview, you got to talk to him. You got to understand him. You got to see where he wants to take the defense, obviously, but I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep Mike Mickens on my staff. I'll just, I'll just say it that way. Yeah. I, I dig that. I dig that. And I don't know who the ideal coach would be overall to replace him. I don't know who's available at the current time. So, Right. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You got another one from Estimate, ND Estimate Trucking. If the projected offensive line starters were not on the roster using the backups, who would be your ideal pairing across the line? So let's say we're going to play Louisville. We're driving the bus, and the bus breaks down that has the starting offensive line on it. Okay? They're not there for the game. What would be my starting lineup be? Tosh Baker. Probably left tackle. Okay, I see he's, the premise he's, now. Right? I was very confused as to what the question was asking. So, okay, I'm on yep. board now. I'd have Emil Wagner at right guard, a right tackle, excuse me. I'd have, well, whoever doesn't win the starting job at right guard between Rocco Spindler and Andrew Kostovic, whoever gonna, is yeah. not starting there. Yep. I would have Ashton Craig as my center, and I would have Charles Jagasol as my left guard. That'd probably be where I would go. That works. That would be my five. Yeah, that works. So, is that? Um, I like it. 
So whoever went not doesn't start between Rocco Spindler and Andrew Kristoffic is my other guard. I just don't know who that would be right now. Right. So, yep. All right. Thank you so much for the super chat, Bayside Tiger Six. Also been around for a long time. Yeah. Notre, Notre Dame wins a championship. IB produces a video covering the season. If you can choose anyone, who's your narrator? Ooh. Um, I'm trying to sell videos, right, Vince? So you do a great job and you have a great voice. It's voiceover work, baby. I got yes, this. You've got the <laughs> voice for it, but do you have the name? Well, no, I don't. I would, <laughs> I would have the same person that did the voiceover work uh, for the Chicago Cubs World Series DVD that I have. I would have the same person do the national championship, Vince Vaughn. Okay. That's who I would have. I would I would have it's it's one of three it's one of three people for me. Okay. I'm gonna go a different direction than you are. Okay. Number one is Jerome Bettis. Okay. Number two is Tony Rice. You are going in and number direction. three. I'm going to go in a completely different direction. Jim Caviezel. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think him doing narrating for something would be really good. Those would be my three. I would have no. I mean, and there's tons that would be fun to do it for, right? Oh, now, yeah. Here's here's the reality of it, though. Who would I ultimately pick? It'd be Vince, because I can't afford any of those other guys. <laughs> Hey, now I'm going to charge big dollars. <laughs> At least $25 is going to be what I'm going to charge you to do. Yeah. That. There's some other ones like James Earl Jones, Morgan Freeman. Those would be great ones. Well, yeah. Those would be great. Obviously. Ones. But those are, I feel like those right. are the obvious answers. You know what I right. mean? Like, but <laughs> I would not take James Earl Jones. Right. And here's why. For me, when I hear the voice of James Earl Jones, I think of two things I think of CNN. Because remember, he would, this is CNN. Remember oh, that as that kids? That was James that. Earl Jones. Okay. Yeah. And and the other one would be, I think of Darth Vader. And I just, sure. I can't. I can't have Darth Vader be my narrator for Notre Dame's championship season. Uh, so if I had to go with somebody famous like that, it would, it, you know, like like that kind of famous, it'd be, it, it you know, you go Morgan Freeman on that one. Or Denzel. That'd be another one. Um, like Frank Caliendo and just have yeah. like no. every, everything is a different voice. No, no, no. All right. You know, Tony Roberts, I, you know, he'd be someone I'd want to consider. Somebody said Taylor Swift, get the heck out of here with that nonsense. Taylor Swift. She can stay as far away from, cause she, she ended up breaking up with our, you know, with our DVD and then, you know, and it wouldn't work <laughs> out. Make a and song she'd write about songs it, about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, goodness gracious, hard oh, pass. Funny. I don't know. I don't get that. That's one I don't get. That's really one I don't understand. The obsession? The, yeah. It's well, like, it's an obsession, too. There's famous people that I'm just like, why? That's one I don't get. I really don't get that one. So You got whatever. me. I know, but there's some obsessive people, my boss included. So Seriously? Like, kind of be on board. I just don't get that. That's weird. Is your boss a dude? No. Okay. No. All right. I just don't get that one, man. Somebody said Pat Hayden. Roger Dodger, you're my dude, and I like having you in here, but you've almost crossed a line there. <laughs> wow, are you that anti-Pat Hayden? I am, because wow. I'm going to listen to him suck as Notre Dame's color guy for a decade. And so, yes, I uh, hard pass on that one. But uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go, Vince. Ryan uh, asks, if you had to guess, who of Notre Dame's commits shoots up the rankings during their senior season? Hmm. I'm going to say um, whichever Bryant one. Young's kid. Bryant Young's kid. Bryce, I, yeah, Bryce. Bryce Young. I think, I think he is a very unfinished product at the moment. I love his ceiling, but I think – I think he could vault up some boards. So you're looking at it realistically and practically. Just smart. <laughs> I'm looking at it as as real rankings and uh, not my rankings. And I would say um, whoever is still getting recruited by other teams, uh, that they can then use that to justify – rising him up as long as he still goes with Notre Dame. In all seriousness, though, I think he's one. Isaiah Canyon's one. Uh, Cole Mullins would be one if people were smart. And, uh, you know, he, he'd be another one. Those are guys that I look at and, and say that I could see those guys going up lists. Styles Prescott, because he's very criminally underrated right now, is one who should should see a jump, especially if the height weight that I was given the other day on him is legit, which was six six and an eighth and 289 pounds. Okay. So if that's legit, then he's really filling out. And um, yeah, so this is a great comment here. Uh, Taylor Swift is a musical abomination, yet another sign of the looming apocalypse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I thought I didn't like Taylor Swift. Seriously, that was. Uh... <laughs> Angelo is taking it to a wow. whole new level of, dis- <laughs> Jeez, of disdain, of hatred. Yeah. Yeah, all the Swifties out there. Yeah, which I mean, I I somewhat understand it, but man, you you went real dark on that one, buddy. Wow. So so good 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 questions here, real quick. All right, let's get to some more here, Vince. We got one from Joe Billick. All right, if you had to change, if you had to change one thing about Notre Dame's iconic gold helmet, what would it be, and why? You you know, Vince, I have change perfection. Like I have I have been back and forth on this one. There are sometimes I'm like, there's nothing you can do to fix it. There's other times I'm like, you know, I kind of miss the gold helmets from like the early 2000s. I thought those were really sharp, but they weren't like gold like they are now. But I, I thought some of those were were really, really good. The ones where, you know, you'd have to paint them before every game. I just, I kind of liked that. I, I, mean, I like the that's tradition, more, but I like the yeah, way they look now. I mean, they I, do. I, I, do like I think part better. of the reason I don't like them now is because of the pants. I, I really do. If I had to do one thing different, I mean, I think they've kind of done it. They don't, don't they have the, like the little shamrock sticker on the back? Don't they do that now? I think they I have know. like a little shamrock sticker on the back of their helmet. That would be the only thing that I would look at. I don't. I mean, I honestly, I it's hard to like you said, Vince. It's it's hard to mess with. It. I, I mean, I've said this. I I the only the only thing I would ever do in in terms of an alternate uniform with the helmet. And I'm pretty adamant about this is because even like the Yankee Stadium one, I'm one of the few people on the planet that like the Yankee Stadium uniforms. But what I have said is, is they still should have kept the gold helmet. Like that would have been that would have looked sweet. Oh, oh, I thought you're talking about the Yankee Stadium helmet. No, 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 no. The uniform. I liked the jersey and the and the pants. I liked it a lot. I thought the, you know you're playing in Yankee Stadium. It's a it's, it's an ode to the Yankees. But they would have looked a lot better with just the gold helmets, you know. And that would have oh man, that would have looked so good. I think. But the only the only alternate helmet I think I've ever really liked was the 2011 Michigan game where they just put a big shamrock right there, just right a big the green gold. shamrock on yeah. the outside. That's yep. the only thing that I that I think if I had to do so, like let's just say the NCAA passed a rule and said you can't have a solid color helmet. 
right? So you got to add a stripe or you got to add a logo on the side. Then all I would do is I would say no to the stripe and I just put a gold, yeah. a green shamrock right on the side. I that, of all the, the alternate helmets, helmets, I've liked that one the most. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. I yeah. like I was thinking maybe you could do something with the face mask. Maybe I don't know. I yeah, but like I don't know what co- I mean. You're gonna make it all gold, but as of as, practically speaking, the re- one of the reasons I like gray face masks is because they're the easiest to see through. Sure. Like I think dark face mask can be hard to see through. Bright colors can be hard to see. I mean, because if you're a quarter, and I'm looking at it from a quarterback standpoint, that's what I'm thinking of. Like, because I played on a team where we had like a, a maroon face mask, and you could it was visual to me. But whenever I had like growing up when I had like a gold face mask, I mean, excuse me, gray face mask, it was much. It just blended in more, you know. And so I think the, that's another reason why I think practically sp- speaking, the gray makes a lot of sense. I get it. I um, the only I would like to see what like the gold chromey face mask would look like just to see it i don't i can't visualize it good enough with the gold helmet you know what i mean but i do kind of dig the chromey looking you know face mask when they do that so i would want to see it but i just feel like i'm trampling on perfection so well that's why i went with if they made me change if they if a rule change forced me to do definitely no stripe like i'm not i've never been a fan of a stripe down the middle you know, that kind of a thing. I wouldn't mind ND on there either, Vince, if it was green. But okay. that would be the other thing for me. I like the Shamrock better for yeah. sure. Same here. Yeah. Because it's not as, you know, splashy. Just bam, yeah. right? Nice, nice Shamrock. So mm-hmm. that's some good questions here today. If they're, and if they're going to do that, I want somehow, some way, get a little bit of green in the uniform. Especially the white. Just going to say that. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting one from Jordan Schreiber. Do you think you'll have a better relationship with the new AD? I didn't have a bad relationship with the previous <laughs> AD. I had no relationship with him. I never met yeah, him, I, never spoke with him. I he, as far as I know, never did anything to hinder Irish breakdown or me or anything like that. Like I, I had no, I had no better. I and, and and look, I've I've had a lot of good things to say about Jack Swarbrick and and things that weren't very nice about Jack Swarbrick because that to me is what you should do. When yep. someone does it, I, I don't know why this isn't hard for people that cover sports and politics. And I was, if someone, whether no matter what you feel about a person, if they do something that you objectively don't think is the right thing or the good thing or the smart thing, you criticize it. If they do something that's good, that works, that has success, whether it's something you like, you're, you, you don't like that person or not, then you, you praise him for it. I, I don't know why this is freaking hard for people to do. It's like, this is like, you look at politics Things that that one president will do that you hate, then that because that because you didn't vote for that guy, the next president will do that you did vote for, and all of a sudden, you know, like I'm anti-war if the guy out of my party wants to go to war, but if my guy wants to go to war, well, yeah, that's a justifiable war. We need to go to war, you know. It's like, hey, I like tax cuts if my guy mm-hmm. votes for tax cuts, but if his other guy votes for tax cuts, all of a sudden I found some loophole to make me not like tax cuts. I hate that crap. I'm so sick of that crap. Something is either good or it's not good. Right. If somebody right. does something good, whether you like the person or not, I, I, I think the world of Marcus Freeman is a human being. I, I get along well, a whole lot better with him than I did Brian Kelly and think of him as a human being. But when he goes out there and does something that does isn't good or does, I think it's a bad move. I'm going to say it just like I praise Brian Kelly when he did good things. And so that was the, the extent of my relationship with Jack Swarbrick. When he did things I liked, I praised him for it. When he didn't, I ripped him for it because that's what we do. 
Yep. And that's um, our job, literally the job yeah, description. Sorry. I didn't have a bad relationship with Jack Swarbrick at all. Right. I, again, I don't, I don't think some things he did, I, I like, but they weren't personal to us. Right. And so I had no relationship with him and I don't, I doubt I'll have much of a relationship with a new AD. Cause you know why? Cause I don't think that the AD gives two rips about what me or anyone at ours breakdown <laughs> thinks about anything. Right. You know, so. Or any, yeah. or any other beat reporter, by the way, just exactly out there. I'm not that I'm not saying that they shouldn't care. I think they should. They should always care about people because people like us have a, we have a role in shaping the narrative about your program. Sure. And so I don't, don't ask me to say something that I don't believe in. Don't ask me say, hey, could you guys put a story out praising us for doing this? Well, if I believe it, sure. I'm, I'll, cons- I'll, I'll do that. If it's something that I believe in and I actually agree with you, but like, I'm not going to go out there and be your hype man in doctor. Yeah. But it certainly does like, Hey, you guys have the pulse of the fans. You guys talk to them. Why do they get pissed off about this thing? And then we can share with them what our, what, what our reasons are, what our thoughts are. So they should care to a degree. And from an, from an information gathering standpoint, they should care. Not that they're going to make policy off of anything we suggest, but Hey, look here. I talk to a lot of players and they may tell you this to their face, but here's what they tell us. They should care about that. They don't. They don't. But uh, yeah, that's what. Um, yeah, that's kind of my deal. Here, here's here's one, Vince. Let's go to Zach Martin. All right, says uh, Vincent Bryan since 2000. Which Notre Dame team, Sands 2016, let you down the most? Oh boy. Oh man, that is a good one. 2011 Notre Dame. Yeah. 2011 Notre Dame. You look at how that 2010 season ended with them winning five in a row. You beat Utah. You beat Miami. You you ended the USC streak. You're coming back. You've got Michael Floyd. You've got Tyler Eifert. You've got Harrison Smith, Manti, go, Darius Fleming, go, Sierra Wood, Theo in the slot. I mean, you've got all this talent coming back. You just landed an outstanding recruiting class with Aaron Lynch, Stephon Tuitt, Eshack Williams, all those guys, you're playing, you're starting a season off against South freaking Florida and you lose. They were like, I think like preseason number 11 team in the country that year, Vince. I mean, that team was, dude, that team was loaded, Vince, loaded. I think I did a, I think I said, I think one time I, I sat down and like looked at like, there was like 19 players from that team that played a lot that spent time in the NFL 19 and that team went eight and five and lost to South Florida lost to Michigan in the game that they were leading 24 to seven going into the fourth quarter Mm. got, got beat by a USC team that you shouldn't had no business getting beat by lose to freaking Stanford that year as well. And then just choke a game away against Florida state in the bowl game. Like that team was so loaded, and then next you lose Harrison Smith, you lose Michael Floyd, you lo- and then the next year you go out and you freaking run the table. It just makes no sense to me. But that I thought that 2011 team Vince was going to be really, really, really good, and they let me down big time. I know you're like scouring through the seasons of I am research. I'm, I'm looking for something that I that I could realistically like get on board with. I honestly, and this might sound odd, but the the way the 2015 uh, season started, right? Yeah. Big win over Texas. Like, I'm feeling really, really good about this team. And then, of course, Malik goes down. And then 
You got the big win over Virginia. You you lose to Clemson. You know, it wasn't that the rainstorm and like the whole thing. And it was, it was, should have won that game, lost by mm-hmm. two. Then they rip off all those wins. And then that, that loss to Stanford just like ripped my heart out at the end of that season. Like you lost to Stanford on the road by two. And then you go and you get the doors blown off of you in the Fiesta Bowl by Ohio State. Like mm-hmm. from a from a disappointment standpoint, right? That season hurt. Like yeah. it, it it's one of those ones where like you're scratching the surface of like being a really, really good team and and making some waves and doing some things. And that was another year where it's like, okay, you know, they're gonna get this New Year's six monkey off your back, you know, that whole thing. And the loss to Stanford, man, they had so much momentum going into that game and they lost to Stanford. Yeah. And, and that one just, uh, and then, and then they, like I said, you get your doors blown off you by Ohio state. It was just a crappy way to end that season. And, and yeah, I get that off season. So that's I what get I'll that. go with. I get that. Here's an interesting one. So, cause I, I don't know if I have an answer to this anymore. He said that uh, outside of Oregon, Michigan and USC, who has the ugliest uniforms in college football? Uh, here first of all i don't i don't Ooh. think usc has ugly uniforms i don't i think they have iconic uniforms i also don't think michigan has ugly uniforms i hate those uniforms because i hate those programs but I correct don't think they're, but ugly. they're not ugly I, I oregon agree. has an ugly uniform usually but when they go with the all just a, just the kelly green yeah, pants and jersey with the green helmet and a yellow that those are sweet 95% of their other 8,463 uniform combinations are hot garbage. <laughs> but my answer was Maryland. For That's a what I was, was going to say, too, but, but they've they're changed going, it. I believe they're going, yes. Where's they're going say, back to terps? the old one, just Terps. And, and yeah. uh, I think that'll look What they were trying sharper. to do with the Maryland flag, it, it was just, they, they went all it, in. On yeah. It, oh, and, and it, it just bad. looked like somebody chewed up a, Mar- a Maryland flag oh. and vomited it on a helmet. That's basically what it looked like. Horrible. Horrible. Who, who would it be other than that? I'd have to think about that one. I think Tulane uniforms are pretty ugly. Those weird you combinations you of like, like that green and the, the the green and the light blue that yeah. just looks weird. I don't I don't like that. Let me go down through here, and so I don't like they are so far they take the cake because I'm a big uniform guy. Um, yeah, I, I really yeah. like ordering uniforms, designing uniforms, the whole thing. So I'm trying to think, I, I like, like all the ugly. ACC team uniforms. I will say this: I like Pitt a lot more when they use the old school. Yellow. Yes, the that's a lot sharper and, and the and the light blue. Like when Though, they went to the navy, I didn't yeah. like the navy gold navy combination. The gold, I didn't like that. But the baby blue, this, yeah, one of the ugliest uniform royal. combinations I ever had. Fence is those ones they wore against Notre Dame in twenty twenty. They were all steel colored. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Those that were was absolutely hideous. It was they a were great terrible. thought. With like yeah. the steel, you know, Steel City and all that, but the execution was yeah. really poor. I think Iowa really State has kind of ugly uniforms. I'm not gonna lie; they just have their 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 color combination is, is really awful. weird. It's like coming yeah. up with good looking uniforms with that color combination is yeah. really hard. I don't like Minnesotas, but when I, I didn't like Minnesotas when they were had the maroon helmets, but since they've gone to the gold helmets, I think those are better. So I wouldn't sure. say that they're as I just don't like that version of of. Uh, of want, green, to be honest with you. You want to know one uniform combination, color combination that I really do like is Washington. Yes. I like that deep purple yes. and that gold. Like, that's just a good look, man. Like, I really, I really like the purple and the gold. Yeah, agree. 
You know, a team that I've never, I've never liked their uniform color. And, and it, I don't know what it is about like maroon and yellow. I just don't love it. If the yellow doesn't, if the yellow's too prominent. And that's sure. the thing about USC is the, is the yellow's not super prominent other than the pants. Right. Arizona state, those helmet, those mustard looking helmets are just hideous to me. And it just ruins everything else they could possibly do with their uniforms. So Arizona State's in that conversation <laughs> for me, Vince. I like it when they wear the black. Like that, yeah. that's a good look for them. Yeah. Um so so Purdue's are kind of boring and ugly. I think they're just kind of well, they need to you know. they need to go away from like the train track down the middle of the helmet yeah. and like it's time to it's time to re reinvent the Purdue uniform, I think. Yeah, those those would be the ones. Those would be the ones that I would go with their vents for uh for ugliest uniforms. There's a lot of classic ones out there that that people just aren't messing with, which I I dig, yep. you know. Yep, I agree. Rob Osgood has a comment. He says, "I'm happy that the new AD will be involved in the deals. It's like he is getting the groceries for his new kitchen." Yeah, he's certainly helping. I think yeah. that's important. I think it's important. Yeah, it's, it's going to be help. yeah, it's going to be like a legacy that he's going to have to deal with too, because you know they're going to make those deals, and then Swarbrick's going to walk away. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, uh, and we talk about stability with the coaches and the fact that they pretty much got the coaches where they want them to be. Mm -hmm. And these two deals are are really going to shape who Notre Dame is as a program moving forward from a football standpoint. The TV deal and the apparel deal like that. It's going to shape Notre Dame uh, because they need to knock the TV deal out of the park. And I don't think they need to knock the apparel deal out of the park so much. But there's a lot riding on it, more so from fans and from from, I think, the school. Uh, so, but the somebody on the big. somebody on the message board yesterday asked this question, Vince. And at first, I was like, "No way, dude." The question was, "Do you think Notre Dame can get to 100 million dollars a year with the new apparel and TV deal?" I was like, "No way, dude." Combined, and then, yeah. And then I looked at the numbers, and right now, Notre Dame's probably going to reset the market on the apparel deal. That's usually how it goes. Sure. When a big team gets a new deal, they usually kind of reset the market to some degree. Yep. The highest that I could find right now, I think, is Ohio State at like 16.8, and Texas is like right behind it, 16 and some change as well. That's so all, huh? let's say Notre Dame gets – that's per year. Right, right. And and so – and then, of course, there's like clothes and stuff. But let's say Notre Dame's 18 to 20. And then let's say they're between 60 to 65 a year. And in, in, well, let's just even go minimum. Let's go 55 a year. Uh, in in TV money, and then let's say they go eighteen in apparel money. Well, there's also the ten million from the ACC. All of a sudden, yeah. just like that, they're at eighty three, right? And then it's like, well, what if they're able to get like let's say sixty five per year, which is not as big as some of the other conferences, but still a lot. And then they get the ten for the ACC. And let's say they get up to twenty in the new apparel deal. That's two hundred five. Ninety five. Right. That's well, at 95, Six, oh, 65 plus bad. 10 plus 20. That's 65 plus 10, right. 75 plus 20 yep. is 95. So you're a gym teacher, not a math teacher. That's okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you, you thought 95 and then you added the 10 again from the, the TV deal. That's what you did. Right. Mm, so sure. all of a sudden you're like, wow, okay. That that's kind of wild. Like, and right. Cause right now they're at about 35, 36 with the two. Cause they're about nine to $10 million a year with Under Armour, 10, 10 million with the ACC deal. And then about about sixteen with the NBC deal, so about thirty five, thirty six. Notre Dame's going to minimum double, if not triple, their oh, current yeah. revenue. And that's not even with an insane like some people are saying like it could get up to seventy five million. 
I'm not even going there. I don't think that I don't think it's going to get that high. I don't. I'd be a little surprised by it. And I, it also doesn't negotiating. But here's the other thing. And I know we're kind of going off on a tangent here a little bit, but they don't need to go any higher right. than that. Like people are like, well, if they don't get Big Ten money from their TV deal, they're going to have to join the Big Ten. No, no. they don't. Well, let's just say they get only 50 in the TV deal. And let's say they only get 15 in the new apparel deal. That's it. Vince, that's still $75 million. Right. They're making 35, 36 right now in those platforms. That's double. That's big. Yeah. For a program that money isn't your issue anyway. Correct. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's that's pretty big. That's right. pretty here's an interesting question, Vince. From Jordan Trump. From Jordan. It says, Can you rank your favorite years to follow Notre Dame when you were a kid between 88 and 93? Well, I'll answer first because I have a very short answer. It's 93 because that's really when I started following the team. So that was an easy answer. And I kind of said that earlier on in the show. So I'll, I'll let you kind of take it from here because I know that obviously 88, they win the title. 89, they darn well probably should have won the title. That was Lou Holtz's <clears throat> best team. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt it. Lou Samogia said that. I mean, that that team was so – they were 7-1 and one that year against ranked opponents. And all of their teams that they beat that were ranked were ranked inside the top 20. I was going to say, they were all highly ranked They beat like teams. four or five top 10 teams that year, including number one Colorado in a bowl game. They beat Michigan, and Michigan was number two. That team was so good. It's just that stupid third and 43 against Miami was the thing that did them in. The, that team was better than the 93 team, in my opinion. How I would rank them, uh, 88, number one. Because the, the question isn't best. The question was favorite. 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 88, obviously, because that was sort of – it's like your first, right? Sure. A lot of times your firsts are, you know, the ones you look back with the most fondness. I'm not taking that anywhere inappropriate. I just mean like, you know, just – you always remember the first time you went to a, a, a major league baseball game. I still remember the first college football game I went to. It was like 1989. It was Ohio State, Wisconsin. I still remember that. Like it was yesterday. Yep. I remember drinking hot cocoa out of like – remember those uh, thermoses, like those thermos mugs that you're like, you know – Oh, yeah. That your okay. dads and grandpa used to take to work yeah. and stuff like we're drinking with hot like cocoa the uh, with like the 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 red and black like check yeah. like the plaid yeah. you know yeah. Uh, yeah so like my fifth grade basketball coach uh, was a dentist in Ohio his name was uh, I can't forget. his son's name was David Flack he was in my grade Flack I can't remember Mr Flack's name we just called him Doctor Flack he was our fifth grade basketball coach because you actually respected adults and called him that's by the right he's a very good okay. man very nice man but he he knew I loved football and they had season tickets to Ohio State and he knew that they couldn't go to one game so they gave him to me and my dad and I thought that was awesome I mean I was a Notre Dame fan but still it was it was pretty awesome I think it was eighty nine okay um, I I'm have to actually now that I think about it because you know me I stuff bothers me when I don't when I don't have it for <laughs> sure I know it does it just really annoys me but I, I think it was eighty nine. Uh, let me let me just go look real quick. So did they play Wisconsin at home? Yeah, it was 1989, and uh, it was the it was the last year. It was, so it was, so it was the last year of at Wisconsin for their coach before Barry Alvarez took over because Barry Alvarez took over the next year. But Ohio State won 42 to 22, and I remember being at that game. And you know, look, I, I don't know why I remember that, but I just remember being at that game, right? Because it was my first. So anyway, 88 is my first, but they also won a championship. 93 was that I loved watching that 93 team, man. They were so much fun to watch. 89 was next, although I don't remember that team quite as much. Then the reason that they're the, the actually, no, I'm sorry, 89, I don't remember quite as much. That was the best team, but they're fourth. The 92 team for me was a lot of fun to watch. Like that was a that was the Jerome Bettis Reggie Brooks year. That team was really fun to watch. 
1990 yeah. is 89's next, then 1990. The 1991 team was probably my most of that stretch without to me without question the least favorite team to to watch that year because they were just they were frustrating because they should have been a lot better than they were in my opinion. And you know they they blew a big lead to Tennessee and they got smacked by Penn State. They lost to Michigan. That was I think the Desmond Howard um I think that was the Desmond Howard Heisman year, if I remember correctly. Okay. That team to me just was was frustrating to watch. It should have been better, in my opinion. Uh, in the nineteen the nineteen ninety uh, team, you know it's funny, Vince. Or the, excuse me, the nineteen ninety one team. You know what's funny about that ninety one team? That even though they were disappointing, they had one of my favorite bowl games ever. Oh, really? That was the year they beat Florida the Sugar Bowl. Oh yeah, it's like, you're, they're going to get killed, and oh you know, yeah, no chance. And yeah, 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 yeah. Even though that team was disappointing, that was one of my favorite games. And that's where they're wearing those, my favorite away uniforms of all time. Yep, yep. Those those numbers. ninety ninety one Notre Dame teams were disappointing because they they just because you just watched eighty eight eighty nine and you're like like sure. nineteen ninety, you know they go nine and three, like man that team that team lost to Stanford who went five and six, like what the heck. They, but but you know why I, I remember that you're fondly because I remember whooping my or not whooping Miami but beating Miami that year and I remember beating Tennessee on the road. So I mean, there's some really fun wins that year. The '91 team didn't really have that to me. So those would be ones that I um, that I look at and say, hey, those are. I'm 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 through the part of the show where people are talking or the chat where people are talking about the 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 uniforms and the ones they didn't like. Some people said like LSU. I actually kind of like LSU's uniforms. They're okay. I, they're not ugly. I like them. Yeah, they're know? not ugly. And I like them better the when they use the purple thing. Yeah, I, they, yeah. I yeah. I just like that deeper purple color that Washington uses. I, I do I, too. I like that deeper purple. So I like Washington's better. I just don't think LSU's are ugly. I think Florida's uniforms are fine. I like I'll tell Florida's you what, uniforms. Actually. When Florida goes all white, I don't like that. Okay. I don't because they play on grass and it gets up and being a bunch okay. of green. I just I don't sure. I don't like that. They said uh, Penn State. I, Penn State's uniforms aren't cool, but they're not ugly. They're, they're just they're boring. boring. They're yeah. boring. Same with Alabama's. Uh, Angela mm-hmm. says I think Texas is highly overrated. I actually kind of like Texas's uniforms. It's Simple. Just, yeah. The burnt orange, you got the, the the horn on there. Yeah. I, I kind of like those. Again, they're not. A, oh my God, they're the greatest. Uniform, but they're 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 um they're nice. So somebody said Marshall's uniforms make me sick. Sick. I, I don't like Marshall's uniforms. Same with North Tech, North Texas. This is so weird. That, it's that weird green color. Green. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. yeah. And I don't like Marshall because they beat Notre Dame. That's true. Got bad memories. Of well, that if color. you would have given them more respect, you wouldn't. That game wouldn't have hurt you as much. On me. If you, you know, it is. I did. Somebody says I love old UCLA and Ole Miss's uniforms. I like Ole Miss's uniforms when they go with the light blue. Right. I don't like them as much with the navy blue. I like the light blue. Na- is navy blue more their me. actual color though, or is it, or is like the the baby blue like a new look for them? Well, the you baby know? blue was more of their traditional color, is I it? believe. Because um, I don't know. I just remember seeing navy a heck of a lot more than the baby. Yeah. Blue well, that was kind of as we were growing up. Let me let me just kind of let me look at this one, Vince, because I know there's some websites that show like um, uniforms oh, like through the six, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me just find some of those, uh, the history of Ole Miss uniforms. Let's see if this one does it. Because I am curious, like, like kind of what they were through the years. Some of these are like black and white. So it looks like when Arch Manning was there, it was more of a navy. Okay. But it wasn't really a navy. It was kind of more of a of an in-between. 
And then in the okay. 70s, they went to sort of that light blue. And then when oh. Eli came back, they went to navy. Okay. And then they went to sort of like a not a light blue, but like a which I didn't like in the in the like from 1999 to 2012. It was kind of like a I don't know. It's just like a like a it looked more like Kansas than anything else. So like Ole Miss is hit mm. or miss with yeah. their uniforms for me. That's fair. Yeah, they're very hit or miss for me. Uh, Fight Mike. I love Clemson's orange and purple. I do like. I do like. What's funny is I do like Clemson's uniforms, but they looked really ugly when they played Tennessee because I really like that Tennessee orange and it made that darker orange look ugly. But when they're not playing a team in orange, sure. I never noticed. Cle- I, I, I've always liked Clemson's uniforms. So, uh, but yeah, it was um, Kansas's uniforms are pretty lame. They're lame. They're just not ugly. They're uh, yeah, Minnesota, lame is yeah, a good word. Minnesota, this isn't a good Minnesota too. When they have yellow pants, not white. I agree with that. Like when they have the gold helmet, maroon jerseys and white, and pants, white pants, I, mean, I, I think those solid. actually look kind of sharp. Yeah, yeah. that's solid. Yukon's bland. Yeah, I agree with that. Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, but again, it's that orange and brown. That's an yeah. ugly combination. See, orange and brown is terrible. Yeah. What can you do with that? You're a uniform creator. Okay, orange and brown. That's what you've got to work with. Like, yeah. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> that's yeah. all. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah, uh, Colorado. I, I don't dis. Colorado's uniforms aren't ugly, but they're not. They're not well, nice. Way. They're just. Uh, sure they're kind of like Purdue. Out with something. Yeah, Texas. I actually like Texas Tech's uniforms, and I I think Texas Tech does one of the best jobs of mixing up their uniform looks because they have white helmets, black helmets, and red, red helmets. Yeah, and they don't ever go away from their colors, their true colors. They have a cons like what I hate about Oregon is like, okay, dude, what color green is your actual school? Sure, because you wear like forty five different versions of it. Did you know like that there's what are your school high, colors? There's a high school team in our area that has those exact same helmets. They have white, they got black, and they got red. Who's that? Northwood. And they switch it up? They switch from game it up. To game? They Isn't that amazing? That's cool. Seriously. Yeah. Like, that is something else. Yeah. Oregon's are meh. Yeah, I would agree with that. They're not ugly, but that's that orange and black is just kind of, eh. It just kind of is. Wyoming has ugly uniforms. That's what somebody said. Yeah, those, I didn't well, even really think they're about brown. Is yeah. It, are they brown? Brown and yellow. Yeah, that's pretty ugly. It's an unfortunate combination. It's hard to have a good-looking brown uniform. It right. really is. Yes, like, like the Cleveland Browns have very little brown for a long time. Had very little brown in their uniforms. Right. I mean, it was just orange and white was more yeah. of the, the the color. But yeah, it's it's hard to have a yeah. It's hard to have a, a good-looking brown uniform. It's tough. It is really yeah. tough. So some inter- interesting answers there. Uh, Boise State worst uniforms in field. Well, field, uh, yes, but that's their thing. That's who they are. Yeah. And they're iconic for it. Yeah. They just kill a lot of ducks. Let me say, George's uniforms are ho hum. I actually like uniforms, George's helmets, because I or George's uniforms, especially when they, because I I like the red on red, but like they used to have like gray pants, if I remember correctly, and I really liked that. Do they not do they, the gray no, pants anymore? I think they will, but they do a lot more white now. White pants now. Gotcha. I, I I love the red, red, and gray. I thought that was a really sharp color co- color combination. So I actually kind of and Georgia's got that weird red. Like it's not red, but it's red. It's not maroon. It's just like a you see their j- jersey next to like Ohio State, and you're like, that's a different red. Yeah. And I I really like it. I do. I Ohio State's uniforms are hit or miss to me. Some they're just too busy sometimes. Well, that's my I, issue with, with and like, I also don't like, like all the, the black stickers and, like, and yeah. the, I actually like, kind of like that. I, hate, I, I think I hate that adds something stickers. to it. I hate them. I think that's cool. 
I hate because I grew up with that, and I I, I kind of I think I like it on some uniform. Like I don't like Florida State helmets without the tomahawks on them. I just it doesn't look right. Like you must suck because you don't have any tomahawks on your helmet. Like when I see an Ohio State helmet with no stickers, I'm like that guy. That must be a helmet. It's either game one, right, or that guy sucked. I got never well, played. I agree with you that with those particular schools, if they don't have stuff, it looks weird. Yeah, I agree with you. But if I was starting a team. I'm not doing yeah. that. Like that, I don't. I just no, don't no, like I, the I idea. Wouldn't, I wouldn't do it either. But okay. for them, I think right. it's really cool. That I will give. But again, you why do that... I think it's cool? Because that's what I grew up on. Sure. Like if if I didn't grow up on that and they started doing it now, I might be like, "Well, that's kind of lame." What do you right. you know what I mean? Like, but like, but it's because I grew up yeah. on it. It's just right. it's a it's like oh, it doesn't look right without the stickers on it, without the Buckeyes on now, it. I will also say, like my, my middle school team did the pride stickers. Yeah. And that was like the coolest thing. The day after the game, the first practice after the game, you got your stickers handed out and you had to put them on your helmet. Like yeah. I dug that when I was a middle school kid. I just, yeah. as a fan, I'm not sure. a big, I know, get it. Yeah. I get it. I still have I pictures think, of my I think UCLA is in my top five favorite uniforms. You're going to notice a theme if I start talking about my top five uniforms. You'd notice there's a lot of gold and blue in it. <laughs> uh, like Washington would, the, the, with, from the minute Washington went to the gold helmets, their uniforms became sweet. The gold, the purple, yes. and the gold. Their old that's, helmets that's of the of the purple, purple, which didn't match. It's like the old the Giants. Remember, for our entire lifetime, the Giants had a different colored helmet and jersey. Yes, it just drove me nuts. Terrible. And and one know, was darker so, than the other one. And it yes, just didn't, the helmet was always stupid. darker than the jersey. Yeah. Right. But when Washington went gold, purple, and gold, <clears> I was like, okay, that's sweet. It's a good look. Yeah, it really is. It really is. UCLA's in my top five. I love UCLA's uniforms, but that's also partly because I grew up with kind of that color. You know, that 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 light blue, that Columbia blue type is what the team I grew up playing for. Had, okay. You know, gotcha. at Bath growing Makes up. Sense. So Makes um, sense. Yeah, that kind of that kind of factors into it a little bit. Yes, I I do I do like the um I do like and even when Washington goes gold, purple, purple. I don't dis. I don't hate that. I think sure. they're the only. The only problem I have is their purple pants are kind of lame. They're just purple. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on them. They're just there's no like, stripes. Okay, give, there's no. Yeah, just yeah. give me something, right? Like give me a little sure. something on the pants. But uh, yeah, Washington's got to up their their pant game a little bit when they don't have the gold pants. But gold pants can stand alone as just gold. But Absolutely. if you're gonna go purple, purple or white or whatever, it just needs a little something on it. I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't know. It's a little strange. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's an interesting question, Vince. Is Oregon a blue blood? 
I argue no. A poll of 200,000 people did not have them on the list of 15. No, they're no. not a blue blood. They're, they haven't done anything. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they are the mannequin at Dick Sporting Goods. Like they have all, you know what I mean? Like they are yeah. the poster child of Nike. And that's why they got put kind of in the forefront. Let's be honest. Yes, they've had teams that have been good. They've had teams that are kind of fun to watch. Recently. But they're not a, but they're not a blue blood. Yeah. A blue blood means you have to have a history. And they don't have a history. I mean, no. I, I'm sorry. They've had some decent players that have come out of there, sure. But they don't have a history. They don't have a blue blood history. They're not a blue yeah. blood. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree at all. They've had 14 conference championships in history. And let's see, four or five, eight of them have come since 2000. Yeah. They, they won. And then before that, they won one in 94. And then before that, it was 1957. They've I never mean, won a Were they relevant before Chip Kelly got there? No. I mean, in any way? No. No. They've Yeah, they've never won a national championship. They've won their 16-20 all-time in bowl games. Um, one Heisman winner. Ten consensus All-Americans. That's it. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, I just um, – yeah, I just don't see Oregon as a blue blood. I mean, even recently, as good as they've been, they've still never won a title. Right. I mean, you've got to win a title at some point to be able for me to call you a blue blood. And uh, – Have they been in a national championship game? Yeah, 2004. They've been in two since they been Brian in Kelly arrived. Okay. They played Auburn in 2010. That was the Darren Thomas team. That okay. uh, remember that was a game Michael Dyer. They thought he tackled him, but he's on top of the guy. He gets up and runs. Oh. And then in fourteen, they lost Ohio State in the title game with Marcus okay. Mariota. Okay. So yeah, they've been in it twice. But that, but but being in the title game twice is no. not a blue blood make. No, you know, no, it does not. Just it like TCU is not a blue blood, and just winning a title <laughs> doesn't make you a blue get. Blue Absolutely, blood. yeah. But no, you I have to at least have that, right? You know, there's teams that have won titles that I don't consider blue bloods, but sure. that doesn't mean that. You, but to be a blue blood, you at least have to have one. I mean, Michigan's only won a half a title since the you know end of you know, like what since the end of World War II or something like that. But at least they have a half a title, but right. they have a long history of you know great football. So I I don't know I, I I don't think there's as many blue bloods as people think that they are, in my opinion. So so uh, as Vince's phone, I, I'd get mad at I, you I, if I didn't have that happen to me like once a week. <laughs> So, <laughs> usually I've got it on silent. I was like, oh, better decline yeah. that. Yeah. That was. All right. Uh, yeah. It's a good question. No, I do not think that they're a blue blood. And I don't I even do. think they're close, Brian. Like, no. I, it would take them a decade of like being really relevant in yeah. like winning a couple titles and like for even yeah. me to, to think of them as a quote unquote blue blood. You need a history, man. Like, you need a, yeah. a history. I will say this, Fence. Uh, and I have felt this for a for a for a while now. I truly believe that I think it was 07. I'm actually trying to look it up now. It was either 06 or 07. They had a team I'm trying to find the year. They had a team. Was that the year they had Dennis Dixon at quarterback? I think it was the 07 team. I I still think that team could have won a title. It was the they ended up going nine and four. It was not a good year in college football. It was not. That was the year LSU won it with won the title with two losses. <laughs> they beat Ohio State in the title game. But LSU Oregon at the time, they they had Dennis Dixon a quarterback. 
who I was a big fan of. They had lost a cow early in the year. They bounced back. They beat Washington State, beat Washington, and then they had back-to-back top 10 wins. They beat USC, who was ninth, and then they beat – that was a Pete Carroll team. And then they beat Arizona State, who was sixth, and they climbed up to number two, and then they went and lost the next week. Uh, Dennis Dixon got hurt. They lost to Arizona, UCLA, and Oregon State to close out the season. And I have said before, if Dennis Dixon does not get hurt, I think that Oregon team wins the title because they would have played a Todd Beckman Ohio State team in the championship game. And they had Beanie Wells, but like they would have smacked that team, in my opinion. And because uh, they had got in over a two loss LSU team. Like, and I mean, they were number two when they got beat by Arizona. So that would have been a fun team to watch. That would have been a very fun team to watch. All right. Let's get to some more here. Let's try to rock and roll through some of these events. Um, Sounds good. Here's a good one from Jordan. Do you think the Notre Dame defense is going to play better in year two of Golden? If you do, what gives you the hope? A lot of people I down do. on Al Golden. I, I do I've too. said this before. Number yeah. one, I don't think Al Golden was as bad as people have said. He didn't do a good job last year, but he didn't do a bad job. Mm-hmm. They were a good, solid defense. He it just he didn't live up to the standard of of kind of what uh, of what you're what you're looking for. And then you look at the fact that you're year two in the system. Hey, Vince, Brian Van Gorder's number two second year defense got better than his first right. defense. Right. I don't care how bad of a coach you are when when you've got a bunch of dudes coming back from a defense that you implemented, you're probably going to play better. You've got really good corners, and they've got a ton of defensive linemen. Even if none of them are great, they're going to have a solid front. I don't think their defense. I think their defensive line last year was very disappointing to me. I just think you're. I just think you're going to be. You're going to be a, a better defense. Now, the question isn't will they be better. I think they will. The question is will they be good enough. Right. That's the question. Yep. I mean, look, guys, in three in the three big games they had last year, the defense played pretty well in two of those three games. They played great against Clemson. And if I'd have told you before last year that Notre Dame is going to hold Ohio State to 21 points and probably should have had 24. They had a missed field goal at that time, too, right? But if I told you before the year, I'm gonna I can guarantee you one thing, folks. I'm gonna guarantee you one thing. Notre Dame will only give up 21 points to Ohio State. They're only going to have 395 yards of offense. And they're only going to average 5.7 yards per play. That's it. 21 points, 395 yards, 5.7 yards per play. You just said, oh, my God, Notre Dame's going to absolutely win that game. There's Mm -hmm. no way Notre Dame loses that game. Defense didn't lose in that game. They basically held Clemson scoreless through the until it didn't matter anymore. Clemson didn't score until it was 28 to nothing. Right. And even against USC, they didn't play terrible. I didn't, I mean, you know, I didn't like the game plan, but I don't know how I would have game plan necessarily if I'm in his shoes and I don't have Cam Hart and Tariq Bracey. Yeah, that was, you know, I I think he made the wrong choice, but you know, it was, you had some tough calls to make. They played well enough to beat Marshall. They didn't make the money plays to win the game. That's the criticism, but they didn't lose because of the defense, right? You need to make that third nine stop. When it's inside your own 10, when your team's up 15, 12, you get the ball back and you go put this game away, right? Make the stop. Right. But at the time, Marshall had 12 points in the fourth quarter. You know what I mean? And then, of course, they only go up 19 points. Yes, you, you, you your offense just gave you a lead to go up 14 to 13. Make the stops to get off the field. Well, they right. did. They forced the fumble. Okay, but that fumble happened in, in Stanford's territory. They had a lot of plays that led between the fumble that they should have got and the touchdown or the field goal. So they got to play better than that, but 
they were not the reason the team went nine and four last year. Right. They weren't. And I expect them to be better. Well, they lost Foskey. I don't think Foskey was that good that last year. His numbers were good. Right. I don't think he was that good. You know, there, there's some other things where I'm like, I think that might actually be an upgrade over where they were. Oh, the safety play. All the guys that played good football at safety last year are back. Right. The safeties weren't a problem last year. They weren't great, but they weren't bad. And you add a healthy so, Cam Hart for the whole season. I mean, yeah, if that, and, if that and, happens, and if you don't have Cam Hart this year instead or Treek Bracey, you're not putting true freshman Jaden Mickey on the field. You're not putting right. sophomore season under his belt, Jaden Mickey. Right. You've got Antonio Carter coming in. You've got Thomas Harper coming in as transfers. You know, you've got Christian Gray who can play as a freshman. Chance Tucker's a year older. Ryan Barnes is a year. I mean, you should be in position to be a really good defense this year. Will it be I championship agree. caliber? That I don't know. And that the depth at linebacker has gotten better. It's the same yes. people, but they're all a year older. And they're going to know the system better. Absolutely. Correct. And that's where the well, year two thing comes right. in. You know, so because I do well, anticipate it playing better, Vince. Yeah. I do. A lot of your talent was a first-year player last year, especially at that second level. They're all second-year players now. That makes a big difference. Yep, yep. agree. Here's a, here's one, Vince. Actually, I want to bring this up. Mike Mike Sullivan says, hey, uh, how's kicking the Mountain Dew going? I lived on it and stopped cold a month ago. Tried one yesterday, and it didn't taste the same. Uh, I've been on and off the wagon. For the most part, I've, I've stopped drinking it. Um, I went to Ohio and uh, for, forgot to tell my for Memorial Day weekend and forgot to tell my family that I'm I'm trying to stop. Uh-huh. And my family who love me in a, in a supportive way, not in a dude you're getting fat, stop eating crap kind of way. You know, like this, like that's my dad. He'll he'll he won't say it that way, but you know what I mean. He'll say, "Hey, I gotta get healthier." But like they always they've always done things for me. Like I said, my uncle Marty has four kids. They're all girls. I'm his. I'm the sort of the de facto son. So we go to visit them, and his wife, Cheryl, had bought a 36 can of Mountain Dews. Nobody else in the family drinks Mountain Dew but me. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And I'm like, what am I going to say? No. Like, I, you know what I mean? So, you know, being, right. I should have, but I didn't. And so, you know, I drank some then and went to Mission Barbecue the other day and got a Mountain Dew. But, like, for the most part, I, I stopped drinking it. Um, but it still tastes, when I drink it, it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, so good. It still tastes really So, good. unfortunately, Mike, I'm not where you are yet. I wish I, I, wish I did. I wish I did kind of drink it the other day. And I was like, hmm, this doesn't taste good anymore. But it does. <laughs> but it does. It does. I wish it didn't. Yeah, I wish I really wish it didn't. I wish it, oh, I wish it didn't. That makes me funny. That makes Here's me a laugh. fun non-football question. Okay, from Rob Osgood. Music question. Oh, this is not good for me. What concert, past or present, would you love to go or gone to? I probably, I don't even know if I want to say that. Man, be careful. Probably Boys to Men when I was a kid. Like those nice. were pretty cool concerts. Yeah, they they had some good songs. You know, the coolest concert I ever went to was uh it was Blackstreet, uh Keith Sweat led kicked off for New Edition, which was pretty cool. Be fairly went to that in high school. Oh. In, no, when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like in the or I mean it was like oh, 96. New Direction is the new group no new new edition bro i'm right. not new I got, direction. I, hard no it's like wow no. really no yeah, new edition bobby this. brown yeah all right. those uh, yeah no i got you the now. dudes from bell biv devoe were part of that yeah so it was back in high school gotcha um you know like a lot of like i would never go to a, a like all the rap groups i would never go to a rap kind like this this no i'm good i don't I, just hard pass you know i don't listen to country music but i like going to country concerts okay it's more concerty you just sit around singing it's like it's not like you know, fights and mosh pits and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, that's eh, good music. We're hanging out. 
you know, we're talking, we're, we're singing songs. Uh, it's either, either the, the, the one I told you about was, was great, but the other, the other best concert I've ever been to was uh, Brooks and Dunn. Hmm. I'm just, I mean, again, I'm not a country guy, but it's just a fun concert, man. It's just real catchy songs. And, you know, so um, yeah, that's those probably those, those, uh, Gar- you know, what's one Vince Garth Brooks. That's probably a concert I'd like to go to because I've heard that's a really fun time. I have too. And but, I know uh, a lot of his music. And so that would yeah. be it's like I don't listen to a lot of music. And so going to a concert where I don't recognize a lot of the music, that doesn't do anything for me. That's just yeah. I don't know. It doesn't I want to know what I'm listening to. Yeah. And I don't listen to a lot of music. Uh so that I, I a know. lot of the music I probably would have enjoyed concerts for is probably before my time. I would have probably enjoyed a Beatles concert. Sure. Oh, uh, I saw something pop up on my feed the other day. One of my parents must have been listening to some Al Green or something. So my mom was like, and the parents were like, they were big, uh, you know, the the Detroit music, the the soul music, you know, just Motown. Motown. There you go. Uh, I mean, growing up as a kid, I had Beatles records, I had Frankie Valiant Four Seasons, everything else I had was Motown. It was the Temptations. Yeah, it was, you know, yeah. Al, my mom was a big Al Green fan. I don't know if Al Green was Motown, but, and so that's stuff I grew up on. And, uh, so there was a now green concert. I was like, man, that's like a that's like a concert you could go to and like, you know, you could you could dance to that one and, and enjoy the music. But you don't really have music like that anymore. It's like, yeah, you know, it's exactly. like bumping and grinding and all. And it's just like, no, nah, I'm good, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I've one concert doing... I definitely wouldn't go to now. <laughs> Taylor Swift, you're not, you're not bingo Swifty concert, buddy. There is nothing anyone could do to get me to go to a Taylor Swift concert unless it was like a concert at an event I was already at. Right. You know, they're going to play her at halftime of a Notre Dame game that I'm at. Then I might even still walk out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go into the back. Because, you know, there's places you can escape from that. I'd probably, so I could say, no, nah, well, I didn't watch it. So I don't know why I dislike her so much. I really I, don't. Seriously. I, don't, I really dislike her a lot. And I don't know why. That's okay. But I do. And I think she's kind of like the Yankees. I think she's a love it or hater kind of thing. And I, 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 I respect that. Uh, I, yeah. I don't, you know, it is what it is, but I, and just the whole genre of music, you know, and then just the whole, I don't know, she's taking some stances on things that just make me like, wow, you are an entitled little brat, like just shut up. And your whole career is made on like writing songs about people that you broke up with. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. give me a break. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, who I've was, been it? To, like, was it? Michael J. Fox, who like basically told his son, like, I don't want you to date her. Like oh, she's going to no write a bunch of, yeah, it was like some famous dad was like told his kid, like, I don't want you to date her. Cause she's just going to write a bunch of songs about you when the relationship ends. And I was like, that's exactly what I'd say. If I had a kid, like if I was, if Dylan, you know, was older and dating Taylor Swift, I'd be like, heck no, man. Cause it's not going to work out. Right. It's definitely not going to work she's out. She's capable of being in a relationship that's going to work out. And right. then she's going to write a bunch of songs dogging you. Yeah, you know, so I would have him. You gotta, you gotta sign like a prenup type thing where any song that he writes, she writes about him, we get a cut. There you go. That's what you gotta there do. You gotta go. play the system, baby. There you go. You know, but it wouldn't be worth it. No, it would. No, you're absolutely right it. about that. Would yeah, not be yeah. worth it. <laughs> Anthony <sighs> Bell, one to ten. How funny will this be when it happens? Ryan Day gets fired after going eleven and zero in 2024 with back to back losses to that school up here. north. Oh, that team gotcha. up north, Michigan. Gotcha. Since they can now play each other in the title game. Oh man! So what he's saying is, uh, so it would be 2024. I would assume he means after the 23 season because of the no, new no, 24. Okay, so next year when the new schedule right. starts. Yep. Exactly. So he's saying that they're going to lose to Ohio State, Michigan in the end of the season, and then lose be... again a week later. Ohio oh, State, man. Michigan. Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. Oh exactly. my God. Ohio State fan, 
Archer, any other Ohio State fans that might have been here that don't post, honest question, what would your reaction be? I, I'm, I seriously want to know the answer to this. We'll move on to another question while I wait for answers. What would your reaction be if Ohio, if Ohio State lost back-to-back games to Michigan? Not, not back-to-back season to season. No, back-to-back. Back to back. Back. Like oh, my God, Vince. Week. Could you imagine this? When the playoff expands to 12, Ohio and they got State goes 11-0. They go 0-2, get to the playoff, win their first-round oh. game, and then they have to play Michigan again and lose again. That's a bit crazy. Honest, but this one is more reasonable. Honestly, I'm curious how Ohio this State will happen. feel. This will if, happen. Well, they'll to they'll one play and have to play again. To one of them, it would yeah. 6 they would have had to play again in 6 Remember that that phenomenal one-versus-two game in 6 uh, what a great game that was. Yeah, what this Chad Henney, a quarterback on others. Who was the quarterback? Was it Beanie Wells that had the long run for Ohio State in that game, the 50-yard TD run or something like that? That was a great game, great game. Um, but anyway, um, I'd be curious how you guys would feel about that one. Oh, but that would be crazy. One to ten, how funny. Oh, it, I don't know if it would be funny because I don't know if I would ever laugh about someone getting fired. But ironic? I mean, that's a ten on the irony scale. I mean, no doubt about it. I, uh, I'm trying oh to decide boy. what I would enjoy more, this scenario or the opposite. Oh, I would much rather enjoy watching Michigan lose twice more. Oh, yeah. there's no – that's an easy answer. As, as, as obnoxious as Ohio State fans have become. Right. And, and, that's, that's, and, and that's the thing. It's like – yeah. yeah. But Michigan fans are worse to me. Uh, like they are. Ohio State fans are nasty. Yeah, that's Michigan fans true. are stupid. There you and go. I think that's, that's a, what that's a really good delineation. I appreciate yeah. that. And not that's, all. I mean, obviously, there's good fans well, we're, from both. We're painting just like there's stupid brush. Notre Dame fans, right? For but sure. you guys get the point that I'm making. Yeah. Um, that's that would point. be. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Archer, I, I get what you're. He said that would be the worst thing in the history of the program. Ask Antoine about the flip scenario. Yeah, I, I yeah, it, I'm curious to you, Antoine. Same for you. What would happen? How would you feel if if they lost back to back games to like again a week within a week within a week into the regular yeah. season and then because that's going to happen to one of those two teams in the in the next five six years. It's going to happen. It will absolutely. It'll happen. I don't know if it'll be to that degree. Like I don't know if Ohio State would be eleven and zero and then lose two games to Michigan or the mm-hmm. opposite. Right? That would be. Yeah. Oof. That would be rough. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one from uh, Jordan Schreiber. Brian, is that an Army Green IB shirt? Mm-hmm. hoo IB Nation. So, yeah, I, I don't know if this is in the store or not. I made this for myself. I also have a camo IB hat, Vince, Ooh. that I'm going to break out for Veterans Day to go with this shirt. So you wait all the way till November, huh? Yep. Okay. Yep. Gonna wait till it's some sort of military appreciation show we'll have one of these nice. days. I'm gonna wear for that. So yeah. Nice. But yes, it is. It is. I beat nation, army green. I got it per, I got it intentionally done this way. So I can have something a little bit different. Yep. My my daughter, by the way, loves the gold shirt. She mm-hmm. saw me in it today. She's like, Dad, I've never seen you wear that shirt before. She's like, I like it. So you got the seal of approval from Chloe. I'm glad she does. I'm glad she does. (laughs) Guinea pig clips. Do you see Sneed starting by the end of the year? Technically, yes. I actually see Jalen Sneed starting at the beginning of the year in certain packages. Because you have to understand the way Notre Dame counts it. They have starters. more. They have more than just one set of starters. 
Right. They have they have nickel starters. They have base defense starters. They have they have dime package starters, third down package starters. So I think I think Jalen will be a starter in that early. I think what Guinea Pig Clips is asking is more: Will he be a a road a base defense starter in the year? No, I don't think so. Barring injury, I I, I look. Part of it's because I, as I've said, I, I think Jack Kaiser is a better player than Notre Dame fans give him credit for. It's not great, but he's a good football player, uh, productive football player, uh, if you use him correctly. Mm-hmm. Jalen Snead to me is is in this season is in a let's let him get his feet wet, let's let him be in the rotation, let's let him play, let's use him in packages, and then sure. have him poised to start in twenty twenty four. That's where I'm wanting to see from him. Same thing with Nolan Ziegler. I mean, unless he beats Maris Lufau out, which is possible. You know, it's hey, get him a bunch of reps, let him be a key rotation player, get him in some packages, have him start on about every special teams you have, and then he takes that sucker over in 2024 and he's got a lot of experience under his belt if he if he hasn't started. That to me would be the ideal scenario. Cause I could see Nolan Ziegler being the primary backup to both Mike and Will this season. In certain I, I could see that. I could certainly see that. Thoughts what what are your thoughts on that one, Vince? No, I'm with you. I think I I don't he has a lot of talent. Jalen Steed has a lot of talent. There's no doubt about that. But if the way I the way I like it is he's going to get a lot of experience this year. He's going to he's going to be on the field a lot. And whether he's out there in the first play of the game, you know, as the quote unquote starter or not, I don't know that that matters. Like he's going to be in there when it matters. And and that's the the biggest part. And I agree with you. I think you know, easing him in, letting him be a big part of things this year, and then being the guy next year. I think that because then he'll have two years of eligibility left after that as well, right? So that's where you want to be. I mean, that's that's what's called a good succession program. I don't really want. I mean, yes, these guys were all highly touted guys when they came in. You know, all of these things. It was great. You're not in a good place if all these freshmen are playing right away. That that that's sure. you're you're not in a good situation. So. I feel a lot better about them easing their way in and then they take over and you got, you got boom, 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 boom. And then the next guys will take over after him, you know, that whole kind of a thing. So I think that is a great place for Notre Dame to be. And I think that's where they are barring any kind of injury or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. I think their depth chart is very healthy right now. Mm -hmm. I like their depth chart at linebacker. I really, really and they've got two freshmen for sure that I think could help you this year as well. Absolutely. You know, and especially on special teams, you know, so it, they're going to be much deeper and athletic online bad linebacker this year. And and Bingo. honestly, if fresh, I'm much more, uh, hey, if a starter goes down to injury, yeah, it sucks for that kid, but they'll be all right. Like, yeah, that's, that's just how I feel right now. I don't want to see it happen, but they'll of be all right. Of course not. Right. No, much better, much more so. 